Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Moments That Made Me with me, your host, Roxy Nafusi. Today I am joined by the absolutely wonderful Dr. Tara Swart, who is a neuroscientist, former psychiatric doctor, executive advisor, and also of the bestseller, The Source. She works with leaders all over the world to help them achieve mental resilience and peak brain performance, improving their ability to manage stress, regulate emotions, and retain information. Tara is the only top-tier leadership coach with, with both a PhD in neuroscience and former medical career as a psychiatrist. So I am so, so excited to chat to her and hear her three defining moments. Tara, hi! Thank hi, Roxy. Um, thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say that of all those things that you've just listed, which I find really embarrassing, <laughs> the thing I'm most proud of is... Um, how I actually manifested being here with you because it's seemingly a completely random story, but you and I know that it's not because we because we're into how that works. So um, I managed to go on holiday to Italy in the summer um, and met this amazing couple in this beautiful little villa on Lake Garda. And we so we stayed in touch with them. They're like from central London and really cool. And then we met up afterwards and had dinner at Scott's and the wife said to me, there's this really amazing podcast with this girl called Roxy Nafusi and you should try to be on this podcast. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. I'll check it out. But I don't really have a way of like contacting her or getting on the podcast. And then like a few weeks later, I see that one of our best mutual friends has posted your manifest t-shirt. So I just texted her and was like, do you know Roxy and can you get me on her podcast? And that was just a few days ago. So it's completely manifested like so quickly. Oh my God, I just love that so much. Firstly, I'm just overwhelmed and flattered that anybody's talking about my podcast. Um, and secondly, I love how manifesting works. When you put something to the universe, it's so effortless. I know that's the thing I've really realized more this year is that because I've been doing it for years, but once you really get it, like, and it's a feeling that's so hard to describe and it really just starts working for you. I feel like it's like dominoes. It's sort of like somebody tells me about you. I think about being on your podcast. Somebody I know knows you in like a matter of weeks. It's, it's, it's like cumulative and amazing. Yeah. And you know what also I think is really important in that story is that you actually just went, reached out to the friend and just said, uh, can I get get me on her podcast? <laughs> it's 
not about also just like letting it happen, but also going, ah, here's my opportunity. The opportunity itself is what you've manifested. And it's yeah. going, right, I'm just going to ask to be on it. No, I'm not even going to beat around the bush. Can I be on the podcast? And it's like, that is manifesting in like its entirety. That's so true, actually. I mean, I'm I'm really all about that. Like in my book, I re- I've written about, I call vision boards action boards because I say you can't just create a fantasy image of what you want and like sit at home on the sofa waiting for it to come true. You have to do something to make it come true. But um, this was such a good friend that there wasn't even really a like, hi, how are you? How's the baby? It was like, can you get me on Roxy's podcast? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. She screenshot it and sent it to me. And I was like, yep, cool. I Googled you. And I was like, yep, she's a neuroscientist. Sounds great. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I love it. So let's dive in to your first defining moment. I'm going to go with the biggest one first. They might not all be in chronological order, um, but we could have a completely separate conversation about how time works, which mm-hmm. isn't necessarily linear anyway. Um, oh, yeah. I, I need to hear more about that later. Definitely. Um, so I would say the biggest one that was like a big turnaround in my life um, was when I well, it was basically a personal and professional crisis at the same time. It's kind of like, I think one of my best friends said, like, how many things did you actually want to change all at the same time in your life? So basically, I'd been working as a doctor for seven years. And I had been thinking about leaving medicine and moving into coaching. And um, so I made that it, it was 2007, I made the decision to do that. At the same time, my my marriage, which was a relationship of 11 years, fell apart. Um, We had been living and working in Bermuda. So I moved back to England and, you know, had to find somewhere to live. So it's literally like moving countries, finding somewhere to live, get, you know, losing my relationship after so long and then losing all of the security and stability and status that comes with being quite a senior by then doctor and starting absolutely from the bottom of the barrel, kind of being an office manager and trying to start up a coaching business when I didn't have any contacts in business because I'd been an NHS doctor for, or, you know, or at university for my entire adult life. So, oh, wow, this is incredible. Funnily enough, at that time, I obviously did a load of soul searching and I read a lot about like Jungian psychology and like Buddhism. And I read this book, which is basically about manifestation. It's a really old book um, called The Master Key System. And, but also I thought, you know, as a psychiatrist, I had had people on my ward who were suicidal after like the breakup of a relationship. And I remember actually thinking, if I didn't understand what was going on for me emotionally right now, I could see how you could end up on a psychiatric ward. It's just so overwhelming and all of that change and like your emotions just being like so dysregulated. And so I really used my understanding of psychology and manifestation to, to turn my life around from literally kind of the bottom, you know, the rock bottom of, of every area of your life, personal, professional, social. I mean, obviously I'd grown up in London, so I was coming back to family and friends, but I'd been living abroad for several years by then. Um, so it was it was quite a big restart. So I would say that's absolutely probably my most defining moment, the decision I made then. I remember like metaphorically, but feeling like I was absolutely flat on the floor and it was kind of like I could now just lie on the floor and die 
or I could pick myself up and like make my life better than it ever was before. So yeah, I, I think any other moments I'm about to come up with aren't, aren't going to compare to that one too strongly. That is, I have so many questions. Oh my God. By the way, can I just say, you are so eloquently spoken. I, I am obsessed with listening to you. Obsessed. Thank, thank um, you. So tell me, how did you f- sort of feel the fear and do it anyway, so to speak, um, at this time? How did you um, manage the decision of starting a new career path, something so many people would like to do, but absolutely can't find the courage to do because it is so scary. Um, whilst also going through, you know, s- such a life change, which is the breakdown of a relationship. Mm. Um, one thing I've really learned from my own experience, but also from some other stories, one of which I'll, I'll share with you because it, it really resonated with me because I'd started to understand this, is that when you don't have any choice, you have to make things work. Now, of course, I would not recommend that people leave their relationship at the same time as starting a new career, but um, or that you can necessarily create the fact that you have no choice. But I think as a neuroscientist, what I would say that means is that you do have the resources within you to do incredible things that you didn't think were possible for you. And when your back's against the wall, that's when you do them. And so if you have any example of having done that in your life, you can channel that in a completely different situation and maybe not such a heightened situation um, for anything else that you want to achieve. So um, quite a few years later, we're talking like 2013, 2014 now, um, I became a professor at MIT Sloan, which is MIT is the best university in the world. So that was probably one of my golden moments as well. And there was someone working um, on the team that sort of runs the business school who was a refugee, had come to America, couldn't speak a word of English, and his English was amazing. And so I was like, how did he learn a language so quickly? It had been a matter of months. And the dean of, of the business school said to me, when you have no choice, you learn a language if you have to, if it's your survival. So that really resonated with me. And I think sometimes we're actually disadvantaged by the fact that we have so much choice. It's like, you know, I could do this or that, or it doesn't really matter what I do or if I don't do one of those things. So, um, and there is actually something in in psychological science called choice reduction. Um, So that could be a good practice for people to think about. Can you quickly explain choice reduction? So choice reduction is um, it's actually sort of like a behavioral economics term about decision making and how we get fatigued by making too many decisions. Um, so it can start with things like it's the reason that Mark Zuckerberg wears the same clothes every day. Um, now, you and I would not want to wear the same clothes every day, but, you know, you can have like a bit of a formula of like what goes with what or you can plan what you're going to wear the day before. If you've got kids, then you can plan out what they're going to wear in advance and you can do meal plans and things like that. So that's just reducing the number of decisions that you have to make day to day, which even though they might seem quite small, they do drain your brain power. So, you know, when you're sat down thinking, okay, what do I want to manifest? Unless you do that first thing in the morning before you even think about what should I wear? What should my baby wear? you're, You're not manifesting from your fullest brain power and potential. Um, And then another example of it, which I think is like more practical is that if you go into a shop 
that's got hundreds of things in it all over the shelves, but it's like beautifully curated, you're much more likely to walk around and look at everything, but not buy. And then if you go into a shop that's got six pieces of the kind of thing that you were looking at, you're much more likely to buy because of that overwhelm from too many choices. Yeah, I totally get that. This is such a great little nugget of advice that is so simple, but can be so effective um, at changing our day-to-day lives. And I actually think um, when I moved house, I, because you know, when you move in fresh start and I got all my cupboards seriously organized, everything (laughs) had a place. And about a week later, I remember saying uh, to a friend, I thought, God, having organized cupboards has changed my life because (laughs) I don't have to think where anything is. Yes. I've taken away all that mental energy on finding anything because Mm. everything has its place. So that makes total sense to me now. So now I feel like there's a there's a psychological reason behind it. And I love that. Totally. And you, you did it intuitively. But I think if, you know, if you are somebody who listens to their body, taps into their intuition, then you're quite likely to do those things intuitively. But it's, I, I like it to be then backed up by science because I'm like, okay, I mean, I've Marie Kondoed my wardrobes as well. Um, and, but, but knowing that it's reducing my usage of my brain power and allowing me to use that, you know, to manifest or do other things in my life Mm. is quite comforting. Oh my God, totally. And I think as well, it makes sense because I always am encouraging people to use the power of routine. And it's a, it's a massive thing um, for me because when you are feeling low or you'll know this from, you know, clients and that you've had or patients that you've had is that when you're feeling very, very low, flat, Mm. lacking any motivation or energy in a state of depression, making any decision is extremely difficult. Mm. Um, You know, deciding whether to have a shower is Mm. incredibly challenging. Whereas if you have a strong, solid routine that you've created during days that are are good, when you're feeling good and you're using that kind of good feeling to create those strong routines, when you then have those days that are so tough, the decisions are as, as already made. You don't have to be using your energy, which is lacking in those dark times because you, you already got that. So you can still make your bed, have your breakfast, do your workout, do your daily walk, whatever it is, because you've already got that in a solid routine ready for you. So true. And I think it's really important to say that, you know, we've all had those days where even deciding whether to have a shower or having a shower is like too much. But there's like the opposite swings of the pendulum. And if you've had those moments where you've created something amazing or you're just feeling so good, then you can use that memory to bring some of that feeling into your your body and your mind when you need to as well. So I think that's really important to know. I mean, I'm all for wallowing for a day or two if you absolutely have to. Um, and enjoying that, you know, just completely being like, I can't be bothered to do anything, but but never for more than a day or two. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Oh, I love this. Um, I love hearing the science. You know what? I, I actually have to admit, I don't often, well, I don't often speak to scientists. So it's really, really, it is reassuring and it does feel really good to, to hear the evidence to back up the things that we kind of know already. So I'm yeah. really, really enjoying this. Um, so tell me, what is your second defining moment? 
Okay, so my second defining moment is literally the other end of the spectrum from that lying flat on the floor, like don't know what I'm going to do with my life, which is that I then started doing what I call action boards. So they're basically a vision board, like a collage of, you know, how you want your life to look for that year. And I, so I think I started in 2008 and I'm going to talk to you about the one that I did in 2015 for the year 2016. Right. So... So, you know, my way of, of coping with what had happened to me was to literally throw myself into work. Um, I think you're quite familiar with, with doing that as well. Um, so I started coaching and then three years into that, neuroscience became a really hot topic. So I started speaking and then I started flying around the world to do like the conferences and started teaching at that university in America. And so really in 2014, I started to realize I'm just running away from the fact that I can't bear to ever have my heart broken again by just burying myself in work. And of course, travel really adds to that because it sort of distorts the whole like dimensions of time and where you are. And I literally had friends saying, we don't, we can't even keep up with where you are anymore. And like our children don't, you know, barely remember you and things like that. So it was, you know, it was an extreme time. And so in 2014, I thought, okay, I, I can't keep doing this. I, I need to open my heart again, I need to have a bit more balance. But my action board for for the year of 2015 was mostly work and travel with like a tiny heart on the action board. And so <laughs> by the end of 2015, my friend, who's also a neuroscientist, said to me, oh, you said you were going to find husband number two in 2015, but you haven't. And I think that was quite a wake up call for me. Um, and I realized that I believe in manifestation and I had manifested, you know, a lot of like work and travel related things by then. So it was almost more like, can I do this? I wasn't, it wasn't like my heart's completely open, but it was like, okay, let's see if this works for something that's so much more nuanced and complex and, Mm. you know, feels risky. So I was looking through pictures for my um, action board for 2016. And I was actually looking in the financial times. So I wasn't you know, it wasn't like get out the sort of Boodles catalog or whatever, but <laughs> but there was a picture of a really big engagement ring on there. So I just thought I've got to do it. I've got I've got to put that out there and see if I'm brave enough to to go with this. So I put that on the top left. Then I saw I don't usually use words, but I saw this quote: "Joy comes out of the blue," and it just really, really spoke to me. Like it just drew me in. So I put that top center, and then I had a load of housey stuff, and I'm really into conservation. So I had like a tiger and a rhino at the bottom as well. Um, so I'd made that in December 2015, and then I flew to South Africa for work in January 2016. And I was on a flight back from Johannesburg to London on the 2nd of February, 2016. And I sat next to my now husband on that plane. Oh, oh my God. I first ever smiling since the second you started this story and literally all my hair just went on end. Oh my God. I know. I love it when that happens. I'm so like into that. So yeah. So like literally within six weeks or so of making that action board, um, we sat next to each other on the plane. But I mean, I was like, I just want to get my pajamas on and not talk to anyone because I need to sleep because I'm working tomorrow. Um, and there was a big like noise disturbance on the plane. So then people had to like get up and talk to each other. So we vaguely talked to each other. And then the next morning, he 
walked across and said like did you manage to sleep and I was like well not really and you know I have to work today like as if nobody else has to work <laughs> today um and he said what do you do so I said I'm a neuroscientist and he said oh I'm really interested in that come and see me at the office and but now that I know him I'm pretty sure he didn't even really know what neuroscientist was <laughs> at the time <laughs> oh but I love his boldness I know um <laughs> And he says, you know, oh, she came around for lunch the next day, which is totally untrue. Um, and, you know, so I was still wary, you know, for me to trust someone again after all that time took like three months. But he he was consistent. And so eventually I thought, you know, I should get, really give him a chance, a proper chance. And he says to me, it was like a light switch. You went from being quite cold to being the warmest, most loving person I've ever met in my life. So... Um, and yeah, we got engaged later that year. We got married the, the year afterwards and we recently had our third wedding anniversary. So oh, that's definitely... <laughs> you have um, really made me feel so inspired. I'm so happy. I can't um, tell you. It's, you know, it's funny. I just, did, um, I just did my vision board for next year and mine was work, 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 work. And then, and then the last bit is that I would like to, to date someone. Um, so it really is for me the same as you in that when you were talking about it, just being so work focused and personal mm -hmm. life having such a small kind of a small part to play. And I think hearing your story, I've gone, maybe I should put more into that personal yeah. life and see why I'm holding back from it so thank you you've really that's really made me smile I'm sure there are lots of people listening or smiling away too but I'm so glad it's really spoken to you because don't you think that's like an even greater part of the manifestation of us being together considering how random it was like how I met yeah. my husband um so I really believe that those things happen for a reason so I am waiting to hear what happens to you now <laughs> no it's true honestly when you were saying it I was like this sounds awfully familiar um <laughs> ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Baffled, a brand new podcast bringing you some amazing facts that are complete nonsense. Imagine the likes that, that would get on Instagram, you having a quick one up a lamppost on the moon, incredible. So you basically <laughs> saying the reason the dinosaurs stopped living is because they all collectively made uh, a decision to have no more children. Oh, they're talking, I think until 10 years ago, I, I still shared the bathwater that my parents were in. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Baffled Amazing Facts. Um, So what is your third defining moment? So this is a continuation from that, which is that as well as making like vision boards, I had started a list of things like for a partner Mm. and that was in writing. And, And I'd always sort of said like, I don't know, 80, 85, you know, 85% of it has to be true, but not all of it necessarily. And, and some things were more important than others. So, you know, things like, oh, I forgot to say about um, the 2016 thing that, um, you know, I said I was into conservation and had a rhino and a tiger on. Um, When we got married, we, because we were like both older and sort of like had our houses and everything, we didn't want things. So we like, we each chose some charities and, and, um, one of the charities I chose was a, a big cat conservation charity. So that kind of ticked off the tiger on my action oh, board wow. as well. I love um, it. Yeah, I know. And the house that was on it, which was obviously before I met him, mm. um, he was renovating a house in the country. And when it was finished and I showed him the vision board, he was like, but that looks like our house. I mean, the whole that board oh, is still God. by my bed in, in Chelsea because it's like the defining moment kind of thing. Wow, um, I love I know. That. So the next one that carries on from that is that on that list, um, you know, which had obviously some things about looks, but also had things like, you know, must must be well-traveled, must be, you know, at least bilingual, must be socially and culturally aware and things like that. Some, you know, those things were sort of must-haves. Yeah. Um, it also had on the list no kids because I chose not to have children. Yeah. And... So I was like, okay, well, that isn't true because, you know, he has children, um, yeah. but they're adults. So that's, that's okay. Like it, they're not kids as, as yeah. in they're, they're his kids, but they're not kids. And, but my stepson, I never, ever thought I could love somebody as much as I love him. I've actually said oh, to him, I never thought I could love anyone as much as I love daddy, but I, I do love you that much. And oh. So like, you know, kind of a bit later in life, so some of my friends have just had babies, like, and they're the same age as me, but I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. Um, basically, like, I've become a mother in a way that I never expected yeah. and didn't even think that I wanted. And so I think what that taught me in terms of defining moments is that you have to leave some room for magic. You don't know everything that you can make a vision board and be like, okay, this is everything that I want because... Mm there could be amazing things out there for you that you haven't even thought of yet. Yeah. So I think that's probably the more, you know, less scientist, more spiritual side of me is there's a certain responsibility that you have to have for making things go well in your life. And then there's this absolute magic that you could never imagine Mm. that can come into your life if you're open to it. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I would say. That's so beautiful. I absolutely love that. You know, it's really weird. I was 
talking to Wade the other day and we were, who's um, my baby daddy, yeah. and we were talking about this exact thing and he was saying that what he believes is that we have, we so often interrupt our divine path mm. because we are constantly trying to force things mm. and we're trying to rush things. And if we were all a little bit more patient, a bit more present within the journeys to whatever vision we're trying to create, mm. and if we weren't disturbing the path that we're on, so much more magic could approach us. So much more could be done. We could achieve, you know, so many more things could happen that we aren't expecting if we stop trying to force and push and interrupt and rush. Yeah. And that really resonates with me so much in, in, in that story because that's exactly um, it. So I think it's funny, I, you know, we're saying all these coincidences. I was thinking, how can I, I was, when I was talking to Wade, I thought this is such a great concept and such a great idea. How can I tell people about this? And this is a perfect example of it. And I love that. I think that is so beautiful that not only are there um, incredible moments that you create, but moments that will simply happen. And, mm. like, and that's honestly, why I did this podcast is because life is full of exciting moments and opportunities and you do never know what's around the corner and how mm. amazing that you found this love, which is like mm. no other. And mm. that was not something you had ever expected or even necessarily wanted. No, no, but I'm like, obviously I'm like, I'm so happy that I've got it now. And, and it's, you know, it is a, it's so different to like other forms of love. And I just, I would never have experienced it. So I'm like completely grateful. And I would say this concept that you were discussing with Wade, I don't, I don't feel like I fully got my head around it. So, you know, I'm really interested to see if we trust more and we're more patient, what else can actually happen. But I really want to say to you that this is even more like um, connected because if you really do put a big heart or an engagement ring on your, your vision board for next year, then, you know, potentially you're inviting a step parent for your child into your life and um, your, your child's life. So, you know, I can only wish that you find somebody who loves your child as much as I love my stepson. Yeah, that's so lovely. I hope so. it's a weird thing. I never talk about my desire for a relationship, but because at the moment I don't really have one but then I don't know if I just am telling myself I don't want one mm. so it's hard to know isn't it and it is so weird when you have a I think now I have a child it's so different yeah definitely because you're right whoever it is is someone that will also be a part of Wolf's life and that yeah is, that's something I can't even fathom right now I'm like no. oh my goodness like how do you navigate having a child I'm so I'm so early in this co-parenting um, journey that mm. I'm still baffled by it, but just trusting, trusting in the magic that whatever's meant to be will be. Yeah. And like, you know, one of the things that obviously I've had to learn quite quickly about motherhood is mm. that as long as you always put the child's, like what's good, best for them first, you, you can't go wrong. Oh, exactly. How old is your stepson? <laughs> He's just turned 29. <laughs> oh my God, stop. <laughs> Oh, I know. You must be just like real friend, like best friends as well. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. It's a, it's, a, it's a kind of, it's an interesting navigation because, you know, he's absolutely old enough to like lis really listen to me and give me advice and, you know, mm -hmm. that's great. But 
but I also have to like maintain the mother son kind of part of it. So, you know, like, yes, you can be friends and and you're both adults and stuff, but um, there's definitely a sort of, and I kind of think like, I mean, he's six foot four and I'm like five foot nothing. And sometimes when I'm like, no, you're not to eat that. I'm like, I don't even really understand why he actually listens to me because he really clearly doesn't have to, but um, it's just really funny. I love that. So I want to. I want to know. Okay, I want to go. I want to know for somebody that's listening that um, is maybe just feeling feeling lost, especially after the year we've just had, feeling a little bit um, fed up. Um, you know, all the things that come with a life of COVID. You know, mm-hmm. and restrictions. Mm-hmm. What is your advice for them for twenty twenty one? Um, That's such a good question. So I think the first part of that that's really important to say is that, you know, even recently there have been times in my life where I feel like directionless. And when that sort of starts to engulf your brain, you, you sort of, you really get into it and you think, okay, I don't know where I want to go next with the business. I don't know, you know, what I want to be focusing on. And I just, I'm just kind of reacting to like work that's coming in and kind of cruising a bit, you know, and that's not really what I want, but you kind of can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So what it's really important to do from your brain power perspective is particularly, you know, journaling is a good way to like surface that is to see that you're kind of in this autopilot that, you know, you've drifted into it unintentionally and you're basically telling yourself, I'm, I'm directionless. I, you know, I don't have goals. I don't really know what I want. And as soon as you're consciously aware that that's what you're thinking and that's the state that you're in, that's the call to action. And so, you know, there are all sorts of different ways that will work for different people of things that you can do then, but that could be a great time to make a vision board, um, you know, to really clarify and visualize what you do want. And the whole practice of making one where both you would have things in mind that you want and you would look for relevant images, but I very much say that if you're like looking through magazines or you're looking through Pinterest or whatever, an image that you didn't think you wanted might really appeal to you. And you've got to work out why that's resonating with you so much and what it might mean for, you know, what you'd like to do in the future. I think that perspective always really helps at that time too. So if, you know, if I was sort of sitting at home thinking, I just feel a bit lost. If I just came and, you know, had a coffee with you, you would definitely give me a very different perspective on that. You know, you'd either say, you know, Tara, you, you think you're lost, but you're actually doing great things with this and that. And, you know, or you might say, I've always thought you could do this. Um, so I think a good friend, a confidant is really helpful. If you don't have somebody like that, that you feel you can talk to, then I love this exercise where you ask yourself seven years in the future, what you should do. Do you do that? I don't, but I love that concept, this idea of just looking at something from a new perspective. Again, like mm. we said back at the beginning, it is so simple, but so powerful. So I effective. All the time, like on a daily basis, if something bothers me and my initial, you know, you, I mean, I don't know if you, if you got this, but when I was younger, I was so reactive. Mm. everything was a reaction do you know what I mean and someone would yeah. say something and I, my insecurity would hear it in the wrong way I would react and now I think a sign of growth is definitely that ability to pause and mm. to just look at it from a new perspective don't mm. trust your own thoughts your own narrative is not the narrative to no. go 
There are lots of narratives that you could consider and then choose the one that makes you feel the best. Yeah, or like make a new one up. Um, Because one thing I do, like, and, you know, very similar journey to what you've just described is I, I say to myself, is that actually absolutely really a fact? Yeah, yeah, I do that. Mm. And then like, it's a bit embarrassing how many times it's absolutely not a fact. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also like, would say, imagine if your sister or your best friend came to you with this feeling lost, what would you say to her? We're always so much kinder to them than we are to ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I'd like you to do this because I think the physicality of it will really help you because you have, you've got to do something to like change your vision board for next year. So this is a challenge. Yeah. You have to sit or stand somewhere Mm. and ask a question out loud. So, you know, it might be about love. It might be about work, might be about wealth and make sure you've articulated a proper question as if you're going to ask it to somebody else and then physically walk seven steps into the future and then turn around and look at where you were sitting or standing and say, okay, I'm Roxy. I'm now X years old. So you're age plus seven. Yeah. And Roxy from seven years ago is asking me this question. Yeah. And then just answer it out loud. Oh my God, I'm going to do this. Okay. What now? No, no, not now. Oh, I was like, well, <laughs> I'm so ready to go. I'm at the pound of my chair. <laughs> Such an obedient student. I know. No, I think it's too private to do that, like, no, no. you know, I'm on such a public forum. I am going to do this. Although, buddy, Al, is there anything I don't share? Sometimes I think I should keep my mouth shut a bit more. Um, <laughs> I am definitely going to do this as soon as we get off, off our little Zencaster. Um, this is brilliant. I like that it's so physical because I never do that. I always mm. do, um, you know, I talk obviously a lot, never stop talking and <laughs> do journaling and, you know, I do things in my head, but I never do anything with my physical body. So yeah. This is a brilliant little exercise. I can't wait. I'll be really interested to see then because because you don't off, like use physicality that often for your decision making, mm. what it brings up that you was completely unexpected for you. Um I've just thought of something else actually for your listeners that I'd really like to share because it's so important. Um, Gratitude lists. So yes, all about it. Yeah. Um, You know, although I'm going to be really honest and say I've been doing my gratitude, you know, throughout this, this difficult year. Mm. And I have to say in the last month, I have said to a few friends, it's just that little bit harder to be fully grateful for the things that I've been saying I'm grateful for all year, because, you know, we're tired, we're fed up of like, you know, what's been going on. We've, we haven't had as much human interaction, you know, that thing that really keeps us going and buoyed up. So, you know, I notice that. And I think it's important to, you know, to notice that for yourself if that's the case. But what I started doing quite a few years ago is transitioning the gratitude list from being about very external things like my friends, my family, my my travel, my work, and making it much more about internal resources. So things like my creativity, my warmth, my vulnerability, my, you know, ability to like come up with solutions when everything seems like it's gone wrong. A a big one is what you said. So my ability to regulate my emotions better than I could when I was younger. Mm. Um, When you do that and you do it quite repeatedly, it really builds your resilience. So again, when you get to that point that you're feeling a bit lost, but you realize, okay, I'm in one of those lost moments. Like, what am I going to do now? 
you believe that you have the resources within you to do something because you've been writing them down every day or, you know, a few times a week or whatever. And they're not just all outside things that you can't control. They're things that are amazing qualities about you. I love that. Absolutely. I think that, you know, whenever we can, building our self-esteem on a, on, in a consistent way is really the key, isn't it? Because mm. doing it just once is good, but it's not going to actually change our kind of, I don't know if I'm right in saying this, but our neuropath- neurological pathways yeah. to build our self-esteem in a better way um, if we don't do it consistently. Do you see how nervous I am to say that to a neurologist? Yes, I'm like, I know. correct. Have I just been chatting shit all this time? <laughs> no, I'm so glad you said it because I suddenly thought as well, I should, I should kind of qualify what I've just said. Obviously, it comes from like my um, experience, but also comes from research. So... With neuroplasticity, neurons that fire together, wire together. So basically, the more you say something, write something down, recall something, um, the stronger that pathway becomes in your brain. And there's a Buddhist philosophy that says, replace every negative thought with a positive thought. Mm -hmm. And that's because neuroplasticity can work for good or bad. So if you had a breakup and you keep thinking about that person and wishing that you were with them and blaming yourself for why it didn't work out and replaying the whole breakup in your mind, then you're massively strengthening the pathway for negative thinking, mistrust, fear, shame, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. If you focus on what we've just talked about, like these um, resources of resilience that you're grateful for in yourself, then the more you repeat that, the more you build up that pathway. And then the next time, even if you think about starting a relationship and you think, oh my God, what if it ends up like, you know, my last one, I never want to feel like that again. You'd be much more likely to suddenly say, I'm older, I'm stronger, I'm more in control of my emotions. I've got so many tools at my fingertips to deal with, you know, maybe even like fixing a relationship before it gets too badly wrong um, or picking myself up really quickly afterwards if I have to, if it doesn't work out forever, because that's life. Absolutely. Such great advice. <laughs> um, I, and I, do you know, I think, look, our, I always, you know, I say this a lot, our ability, our neuroplasticity is one of our kind of greatest assets. Use it. We mm. can change the way that our brain functions. We can change our way of thinking. We can um, regain control um, of our lives because we have that ability um, but it just requires commitment and consistency and self-love 100% you put that absolutely perfectly um, you have been such an incredible guest I am just like okay when can we go for lunch I know same <laughs> like obsessed with you obsessed with hearing the science um you have such a beautiful way of explaining things and you I mean I literally feel like I'm talking to someone I've known for years I know I know have, I feel like we have such a similar um way of delivering our message absolutely and like but we've come at it from different angles but we've come to like you I mean you're basically like taking words out of my mouth and I'm sure you felt the same so <laughs> yeah, um, I love it this yeah is, it's so good and you know what? this is such a clear example um of two people who can mm. really look and go 
oh my God, how great is this that we're on the same vibe and we feel, you know, and we're talking about the similar things and how good. And that is such a nice little example of when women support women, yes. women come together and we, and don't compete, but encourage. That is a beautiful thing. And then look, we could make a fabulous episode. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm so glad you said that. That was like a really important thing to acknowledge but yeah absolutely love it you've been an amazing guest before you go I've got a few quick fire questions for you oh so um Tara your most memorable book The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho I still need to read that I fucking need to read that book oh you've got to yeah you've got to read that book um okay favorite quote um Oh, <laughs> I've got quite a few. Um, there's a voice that doesn't speak. Listen, that's by Rumi, the Persian philosopher. Oh, I love that. Mm. I've heard that one. I that's love it. And um, your most influential mentor? Um, well, I actually have, have a mentor. Um, so... So one thing I do want to say that I think it's really important for women to have mentors and my mentor was a man so that I could get access to that different thinking. But Mm. I'd have to say in terms of like, you know, work goals, um, Baroness Professor Susan Greenfield, who's a neuroscientist who's written loads of really, you know, popular books and massively paved the way for women in science has to be an icon for me. Love that. Um, Your go-to feel-good film. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, a moment where you felt most proud? Um, probably one I vaguely mentioned during the podcast, which was becoming a professor at MIT in America. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'd say, yeah, up there. <laughs> a song that cheers you up? Um, oh, because I've got a favourite song at the moment, but it's not particularly a cheery up one. If it's your favourite song, it makes you feel good. It's at the, So you know how you get an earworm and you just can't stop listening to the same yeah. song over and over again? I've got that with Listen by Beyonce at the moment. Okay, another thing I need to listen to. <laughs> have. Um, top tip for dealing with stress? Breathe. Honestly, like, yeah. because of my work... I actually deal with people who not just do shallow, rapid breathing, but actually hold their breath. And so I think, and you know, all of meditation is about focus on your breath and like let the exhale be a bit longer than the inhale. And so I think that's, that's always with you. So I think it's the best, you know, thing to go to for stress. It is. In fact, Katie Brindle said on a, on our podcast last week, that that your breath is your most powerful healing tool. Um, mm. And it really is true. One thing you'd like to achieve in the next year? I would like to have a TV version of my book, The Source. <gasps> yes. Oh, well, I'm putting no- that out there with you because I you're such to- a major manifester. I have no doubt you'll do it. Um, <laughs> first person you call to share good news? My husband, definitely. Oh, from that plane ride. I know. <laughs> from the noise in the cabin. Yeah. Here we are. Um, Tara thank you so much you've been absolutely amazing this has been you will you will be the last guest of 2020 podcast this podcast started back in Feb you are I think the 23rd guest oh wow um 
what a way to end next week will be a special episode for me which i actually just recorded before this which will be the moments that made my 2020 so thank you for being the final guest of the year um you have been just perfect um i really can't thank you enough and i can't wait to see you for lunch yeah i can't thank you enough and our mutual friend we'll have to take her out for that lunch 100 percent. yeah bye tara bye hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.